and welcome to Between Alpha Omega, and I have a full couch of people, of things. If you can call us people. Grown-ups, I guess. Maybe. Uh, this is Nick's second time on the pod couch. First time on, like, the big show. Yay. How's it going, guys? And then, of course, Curtis and Drew are here. No, I'm not here. Drew is not here. He's not here mentally. No. No. We'll get into that. Uh, this is your first time away from the baby. Well, technically the second time, but yeah. Basically. No, this is the first. Okay, we'll go with the first. <laughs> <laughs> For a long period of time? Yes. Yeah. Yep. No anxiousness? No. No. Just totally cool? Yep. <laughs> cool. I feel like that's more <laughs> cool. of like the mother thing to do is to get anxious away from the baby. I get more anxious when I'm there <laughs> and he's not moving in his like crib or bassinet. It's like... Is he breathing? And then I go check, and then I wake him up, and I'm like, fuck, why did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Yep. Uh, So, yeah, we have a full couch. Everyone's here. Uh, Nick is probably going to be a semi-regular person on the pod couch, as he's now living with Curtis and I. So, If you call what I do here living. What do you do? Nothing. Well, all right. (laughs) <laughs> so Nick, update us on your life uh, You're just back from Illinois you, We talked about it a little bit Last time you were on But it's been almost uh, three weeks now Four weeks now Something like that Or like two weeks No, it's been longer than Um, I don't know, what year is it? 2020 Ugh. Ugh. June <laughs> <laughs> What year is it? June <laughs> <laughs> Um so started working at the new store. Um, crazy busy. Uh, definitely gonna make time fly. Constant work, always. Um, but I think it's gonna be pretty good experience at the new store. Kind of get used to something a little bit busier. <clears throat> pretty good crew to work with, so not disappointing there. But yeah, I mean, other than that, that's pretty much all I've done this last week is just work, work. Work, work, and work. Work, yeah, and the holiday season. Yep. Wow, it's coming upon us real quick. Yeah. I went to Target the other day, and I'm like, ugh, people. We already got all our Christmas shit in. Christmas. And it's not even, like, literally five days before Halloween, we're like, here's Christmas. I'm like, why? Like, we're not even even through Halloween, let alone Thanksgiving. That's what bugs me, is because people just, like gloss over Thanksgiving like it's not even a real holiday. And I'm like, fuck you! I want my turkey, I want my green bean casserole, and I want my damn cranberry sauce. Well, now they're trying to just gloss over Halloween. Right. Like, it's not a worthy holiday. Right. Well, this year is a little different with, you know, stupid 2020 pandemics. Yeah, so and we're going to add extra Christmas crazy to it by starting early? Yes, yes. yes. That's good for all of our <laughs> yep, yep, 100%. We're just going to play Mariah Carey's uh, Christmas songs in the background. Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> like all the stores are doing right now. Yeah, I'm just going to start playing it on the uh, Bluetooth. <laughs> just to have it on the house. I literally will light you on fire. <laughs> you know what you should do? Is you should strap your own speaker to his Roomba and send it into his room every morning <laughs> playing Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. <laughs> well, here's the sad part. It was then find its way into Tim's room and die under the bed. And then... No, it wouldn't be able to go underneath the bed. Not with the speaker on top of it. Depends on how big my speaker is. Get one of them flat speakers. (laughs) (laughs) Curtis, Uh, don't pretend like you don't know what I'm talking about. 
the flattest speaker like tim probably has the smallest bluetooth speaker i've seen yeah it's pretty small him, and that would, would not it, get caught underneath tim's bed pit, he's at least pit, that tall pu- he it would be get, confused pu- it would get underneath my bed it would get stuck no it wouldn't. my it bed would, it would like tall. do a wheelie and it wouldn't know what on earth to do and then it would die under tim's bed yeah yeah <laughs> and then play that <laughs> just not like it does now <laughs> what like, is happening <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what it'd be. I'm gonna have to edit that. Bring that level down a little bit. That's fine. That's Just fine. leave it. Uh, so that's all that's been going on with you. Pretty much, dude. This work? this been at his work. Cool, Curtis. How's life? Two days away from the election. <laughs> I just that's how life is. That's that how is life. life. Is. No, it's just insane. Especially because on Friday everything broke. Like, right at noon. Right. Perfect. So I didn't get off work until, like, 8.30, I think. And I went into work at 8. Gross. No, I actually went into work at 7. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I'm doing. Hideous. <laughs> Just working all the time. Yeah. <coughs> OT, baby. OT. OT. It'll pay off, but i got to make it two more days. Actually, just one more day. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, because I work tomorrow, and then I'm off Tuesday. You're off on the actual election day? Yeah. Well, oh. no one's, like, broadcasting for election because well, they're no, all Well, no, like, the last day elected. to get everything done is Monday. Okay. I made the schedule for everybody, like, aligning who's going to be here and what days and what days, and I was just like, I'm taking the election day off. Middle fingers to everybody. <laughs> like, I don't want to be here that day. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. So well, you going to go vote? Huh? So are you going to go vote? Nope. <laughs> yes, of course I'm going to go vote. I, I, I think I'm going to get to like a polling place and be like, hmm, it's too long. And not no, vote. for real, on last <laughs> Thursday when I was off, I tried to go I tried to go do the absentee ballot. And like you have to go to the government center across from Marquette High School. And by the time I got there at 7.50, it was already a quarter mile long. Yeah. I was like, wow, this doesn't feel like... Social distancing. This seems dangerous. Right. You could just light them all on fire. It'll kill all the germs. Yeah. <laughs> Should have looked at it closer and ordered our mail-in ballots, but... Yeah, it's fine. That's fine. Yeah. There's a couple polling places that I'll probably scout out before, just to see. Who knows? Yeah, it's Tuesday. Did you bring your coat? Did I bring my what? <laughs> it's a it's a YouTube video. It's Tuesday. Did, Did you, you bring, bring your coat? coat? That was creepy. Yeah, very. I don't like it. That. Was it wasn't until that moment that I realized that people, I can see where people think you guys are the same person. Like <laughs> when not. they hear each other talk. Let's, let's. I can't wait to get the feedback from our listeners ha- having you on the couch. Yeah, now. which one's which? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they'll ever be able to figure it out. DJ, who is on our Discord, gets us confused all the time. I don't know why I'm included in that. But oh, so now it's the three of us. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. It's like I have an also awful sinusy lisp. How do you get me confused with anyone else? Like <laughs> I, I don't. What? Oh, okay. That's cool. It's because DJ ganges before he talks to you, and then he forgets everything. Yeah, probably. The so. dude's probably constantly high. Yeah. Love you, DJ. Who doesn't listen to this? It's fine. So, Drew. <laughs> he probably doesn't even know about it. No, he doesn't. Don't look at me when you say Drew. 
Drew. <laughs> How's life? Uh, tiring. Yeah. Exhausting. We announced on the last episode that you had a baby, but we didn't give any details. So this is your time to give all the details. <laughs> all of the deets. All the deets Treat for the deets. listeners who are eager to hear about your baby. Okay, so Benner, listen. <laughs> all right. Uh, Forrest, our son, was born on the 19th of October. And, uh, you know, he's a baby. <laughs> He's too much. He was like six pounds, twelve ounces, twenty inches long. Um, he screams a lot, not as much as your kid, Benner, from what I hear. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's so he's will be two weeks old tomorrow. Wow, it's already been two weeks. Yep, and um, yeah, it's exhausting. It's just horrific. <laughs> Taking care of a kid's really not that bad, except for like they don't sleep at hours that make sense. Because <laughs> you know when you're in like a a dark flesh sack for nine months, <laughs> night and day don't even makes like make sense to you. So you know, like I was telling you guys earlier, ten o'clock at night, he's like, all right. Hell yeah, it's time to wake up. Party time. And he just stares at you. Or is murder screaming at you. Or you both. Know, or both. Staring at you and murder screaming at the same time. So you're time. telling me if I stayed inside a tauntaun for nine months, I wouldn't know what day and night was. <laughs> exactly. Probably not. <laughs> we have to test this now. <laughs> Who wants to be our tauntaun? Yeah. Nick. <laughs> Sorry, bro. You're the biggest one out of all of us. Barely. Barely. It's cool. Only Curtis and I could fit in you. Yeah. <laughs> if we added Tim to the mix, all three of us couldn't. Yeah, that's true. I'd just freeze to death. All right, Han. <laughs> I'll see you in hell. <laughs> yeah. Babies are hard. Babies are hard? Yeah. I thought they were pretty squishy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Physically, they're squishy, yeah. Mentally hard. Mentally oh, okay. difficult. Mentally difficult. Um, but you know, things are fine. I go back to work tomorrow. I have deadlines that are cloudy at the moment, so we'll see what happens with that. Are you working from home still or going in? Oh yeah. No, they gave us the option to return September the 10th and literally no one took them up on that offer because why would you do that? Fair enough. You know? I love the idea, or I loved the idea of going back, but it's been too long, and now I don't want to. So, I feel that I got a home office now. If I could cut meat from home, <laughs> I totally would. I mean, you you can just ship it off. <laughs> hey, send the truck by at about twelve tomorrow. You'll have about two weeks worth of cut meat. <laughs> How'd you get that much done? I just worked for like two days straight. Sleep the rest of the day. Yep. So to put into perspective how babies don't let you sleep. So when we got back from the hospital, it was he was born on a Monday. We got back on a Wednesday. We, from Wednesday until Saturday, slept a total of four hours. Nice. So, or at least I did. Schaefer probably slept more. But I think I had had like six monsters 
Jeez. In three days, which doesn't really seem like that much, but dude, I, I had wired. Like, 20 monsters in one day once but that was mother's day at outback and you probably gave yourself a heart attack and didn't even know it very possible <laughs> wow speaking of heart attacks, cheers to kids tim how have you been oh i almost died about a week ago so that was fine <laughs> um not really uh i uh, how do i even explain this <laughs> i think you start with the smoke detector no, I, I think it's more mm, goes further back than that. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Um, so Nick moves in that Tuesday. I had a wedding to go to on Friday with a whole bunch of people that I haven't seen in a really long time. People that go to the church that we like to, that we shall not name. Yeah, shall not name and like to hate. Um. So a whole bunch of those people were there, and I already get social anxiety on top of that. So I imagine some of this plays in, <laughs> into the factor. Uh, and then uh, Friday night, I sleep. I have to deal with drunken uh, Tyler, who was here, and that kind of made me upset, I guess. And then Saturday was fine. But I went to bed at like seven thirty, eight o'clock, and then I woke up at 1 o'clock to the smoke alarm going off. Uh, Not like due to smoke, but the battery dying. Yeah, the battery dying, so constantly beeping and saying, low battery. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for informing me. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. There's nothing I can do about this. <laughs> uh, and I just noticed that my heart rate was, I don't know, pegged at 100 beats per minute which is abnormal for me usually i sit in between like 70 to 80 you know, like 80 plus 80 to 90 when i'm playing like video games or active but if i'm just like at rest it's normally in the 70s and it was just pegged at 100 i didn't feel right kind of brushed it off for pretty much all morning and then i, I still didn't feel right and then my heart rate would go from like 100 to 120 and i'm like hmm that's not right. And then you start thinking, like, my dad has heart problems. I have a family history of high cholesterol and heart problems. So I was like, oh, well, this is a big one. I'm going out. <laughs> See you guys. Uh, so I go over to my parents because I know they know my medical history and they know, you know, the whole family dynamic of heart problems and high cholesterol and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you know, I, I just don't feel right. So I go to urgent care and they hook me up to the EKG and they're like, look, your heart rate is kind of high. Your blood pressure is kind of high, but like nothing suggests that there's nothing abnormal going on in your heart, but we suggest you going to the ER just as a precaution. You could have had a heart attack and not know about it. You could have heart damage. We don't know. So go to the ER. I'm like, awesome. Let's go to the ER. So my parents take me to the ER. They hook me up to uh, an IV thing, but they don't actually hook me up to an IV thing. It's more an EKG thing, and they put an IV in my arm. That's what I meant, to take blood, to do blood samples. So I'm just hanging out in the AR for hours. Uh, had to do a COVID test. That is freaking awful. Oh, my God. They shove that thing all the way up my nose, tickle yep. my brain. It's great. That's awful. Uh, so they take my blood. They do a blood test. Everything's coming back normal. My EKG is fine, but my heart rate is still pegged at, like, 100. It won't go down. Very abnormal. So they're like, we're going to keep you overnight and just watch you. So throughout the night, uh, this is Sunday, 
I don't sleep at all because who sleeps in a hospital, especially when you have like this EKG heart monitor thing strapped to your chest and then you yeah, have the you, IV poking you and you have to sleep flat on your back, flat on my back. And like I'm a side sleeper and they're constantly coming in and checking on me, taking my blood pressure and taking blood and all this other stuff throughout the night. So I'm like not sleeping, but eventually my heart rate does go down normal and I'm resting and then Monday rolls around and I haven't slept at all. I've been watching Gas Monkey Garage because Discovery does a, I don't, what do you call those when it's just marathon? a marathon of Gas Monkey Garage <laughs> or Fast and Loud. That's the name of the show. And so I'm like kind of half asleep watching this thing and Monday rolls around. My heart is fine. I eventually get up to go to the bathroom and like change my clothes and the nurse barges in like, are you dying? Like, what's going on? Your heart rate's excited. And I'm like, I just got up and went to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm fat. Like, what do you want me to do? I moved. <laughs> so that puts me in a tizzy and I get all anxious again. But finally, the doctor's like, there's nothing wrong with you. Everything that we've looked at, your blood is fine. Your EKG is fine. Your heart rate is kind of being weird. And your blood pressure is fine when you're resting. So we really think that there's nothing wrong with you. Um, so we're going to order you to do a tre- stress test. So they first they shave half of my chest. So half of my chest is shaved. And that feels incredibly weird because I'm a hairy person. <laughs> it's like putting a shirt on. It's like scratchy and itchy. And yeah, I'm probably going to break out on my chest. It's fine. I'm not with anyone. So it's cool. Uh, so they have to do an ultrasound of my heart. And that checks out okay. And so then they put me on a treadmill, hooked up to all these machines, and I get my heart rate up to 175, you know, exercising uh, on a treadmill. And they're like, quick, do an ultrasound on my heart again. Everything's fine. Doctor literally walks in, just struts in. I wait for five hours, struts in, like, you're good, go home. And then walks out, and I'm like, oh, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love doctors, man. So I'm thinking all the stuff, stressors, uh, some work stuff is thrown in there too that I really don't want to talk about because it will probably set me off again. We don't want that. Um, And I think me not working is actually affecting me. Uh, This is the first time in like years that I haven't ever like done anything. Mm -hmm. So that could be a factor. I'm working on it. So, yeah, I, it could be anxiety. I think it was more akin to having a panic attack. Uh, I do get bouts of anxiety, and I have been since the hospital, uh, but I've been able to breathe through it and kind of just, you know, take deep breaths, and my heart rate will go down again. So, yeah, uh, for everyone who saw my Snapchat where I posted when I was in the hospital, hey, I'm not dead. I'm fine. And uh, apparently I'm perfectly healthy. Or so they say. Just not mentally. <laughs> <laughs> You know, physically, my cardiovascular system is completely A-OK. I have a little bit high cholesterol, and that's because I'm fat, uh, which I realized when I went to the wedding and I had to buy dress clothes, and I realized nothing of mine fit and how the sizes I needed. And I was like, huh, I have gained a lot of weight. And when they weighed me at urgent care and then at the hospital and then 40 times afterwards, I realized I'm the heaviest I've ever been in my entire life. So I'm like, hmm, probably going to work on that. Yeah. That's where I was back in June. Like, I was up to, like, 245, I think. Yeah, I'm at 235. Yeah. I'm that's at, the heaviest I've ever been. I'm at 270. It's fine. I weigh 270 as well. That's fine. 
Check your blood or something. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody makes me bleed my own blood. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Uh, <laughs> so, long story short, I'm perfectly healthy. I may have some anxiety issues that I get to, uh, you know, work on. Yay. Yay. Perfect. I'll yeah. give you a back massage. Thanks. Foot massage. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Get you a mani-pedi. What about a nut massage? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> you have to pay extra for that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I have to pay extra for that? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, the most awkward thing is I'm laying on my back. I have this EKG machine hooked up to me or whatever. And this nurse being nice to me right before I do the stress test. Did she offer you no. like a happy ending? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not at all. We're going to see how much your heart can take. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, Which ER was this again? <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, so I was already hooked up to a machine, and they I'm a hairy person. Like, my chest and belly are all full of hair, and they're just plopping stuff on me. <laughs> Plopping stuff. Plopping like those, I, I don't know what they call They're like oh, suction like, cups? No, they were actually like a two-sided the, tape. The stickers yeah, uh, the for stickers. the EKG and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, on like my hair. Wow. So this finally this nurse, who before I do the stress test, so it's like right when I'm going home, shaves like part of my chest to put more <laughs> instruments on me. I'm like, well, this is the most awkward thing in my life. Here I am, half naked. <laughs> Jesus shaving my chest and I'm like, oh, well, this is life now. <laughs> Nurses literally think nothing of it. No, not at all. The thing I kept getting was, you're quite a bit younger than the people we normally get. And I'm like, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> but right. That's I... what they kept telling me when I went to the hospital. Yeah, they're like, you're so young. Thanks. I feel um, like they just tell that to everybody. Yeah, I don't know. You'll what be that like means. 99 years old. You're so young. Well, should I be more panicked that I'm young and I'm here? Like, Yeah, right? Like, is it supposed to be reassuring? Like, I don't know. I don't have any context for this. Like, what's going on? I kept going, so what do I do with my hands? <laughs> should, should I put them up here? What about down here? So, needless to say, I'm an idiot, and I made all of the nurses laugh, and my sarcasm came out in full force. I'm like, what are you going to diagnose me with? Sarcasm. Ha-ha! <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> they probably talked about you for, like, the rest of the day. I hope so. Uh, you know, they're usually dealing with people that are having, like, legit problems and heart attacks and whatnot. And here I am, like, oh, I have anxiety. <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah. All the nurses, like, I had one nurse that, she was the overnight nurse. But wait, she had to wake me up, like, at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning and check on me, make sure all my symptoms weren't occurring. And she was like, I appreciate you so much. <laughs> You've been so awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Towards the end, Monday evening, I was just getting grumpy. I'm like, I just want to go home. Yeah, I do recall that. I just remember being hungry. Uh, I wasn't hungry. They were giving me food and stuff. Well, How yeah, was the food there? It wasn't bad. Uh, I had chicken fingers, which I showed Drew the picture of the chicken fingers. It was literally really, like, like actual fingers. No, it was like two chicken fingers and just like a cup of mashed potatoes. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> Curtis wasn't allowed to order chicken fingers when he went in. It's true. Really? It was when I thought I had an egg allergy. 
Oh yeah. It wasn't or it was just an intolerance. Mm, got you. So they wouldn't give him anything with egg in it. Nice. And the batter for the chicken fingers has egg. Got it. There was yeah. a bunch of stuff on the menu. Hospital but I was like, that sounds sucks. decent. Yeah, you had to be Hospital there for... food is fucking horrible. <laughs> I had a chicken stir fry fry with vegetables. That wasn't terrible. It's funny because they like even on their menu they tell you the name of the executive chef and I'm like, bitch, you're not a chef. You cut things out of bags and warm them up. This is cafeteria food. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was gross. I think the last time that I actually ate food in a hospital, I was like four years old. Oh, yeah. You know. This is only like my second time being in a hospital, like myself. Maybe a third. I've been in the hospital a lot, just never have to actually be in there for an extended period of time. Yeah. Not long enough to eat anything. Yeah. Even like when I had my shoulder surgery, they were like, we'll see how it goes. You might be an outpatient. We might have you stay overnight. Fucking got out of there, woke up. They're like, all right, get out of here. It's like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's what they did to my ex-wife, Heather, when she had um, a cyst removed. Mm. It was outpatient. Those are pretty easy, though. Yeah, she was just really drugged. I was, too. Yeah. Two bottles of morphine. Nice. Because they're like a horse. I know. <laughs> this was also at the, uh, the children's, children's hospital. hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and I was 21 because that's like the cutoff is 21. Right, right. And so the nurses are like, man, I've never seen anyone take this much morphine. I go, because you normally have five-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not twenty-one-year-olds that weigh two fifty. Yeah, you're a man. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that was kind of my last week in a nutshell of dealing with this new reality of not working and now having anxiety issues. Yeah, meh, meh. Perfect. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'm gonna start working on the podcast more, making sound better. I figured out an editing trick that will make things sound better. I it's love called tricks. Don't have idiots on your podcast. Yeah, uh, we're revamping the entire show. Better cast. Better uh, cast. No, no, no. Just more editing stuff, um, and just kind of thinking about the people that were at the wedding and all the hurt people that go to that awful church that we talk about all the time. Just thinking about that, seeing if I can get a couple people on the show. Um, I'm gonna reach out. And get more people uh, doing solo episodes and getting more of a conversation going. I'm going to be reaching out to more people, especially since I made a little bit of connections at the uh, wedding I went to. So. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good, yes. The show will never change. We'll still be idiots on this show. but Except for when we go live, we're going to get stand-in actors that look a lot better than us. Do Millie Vanilli and just it'll be <laughs> our voices with actors. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, so they're all like pretty and handsome, and the trolls are in the background. Exactly. Perfect. I like it. Yeah, we're going to go live hopefully in January. Um, as schedules calm down and baby normalcy happens. Yeah. Uh, whatever, whatever that means. Whatever that means. <laughs> uh, we'll go live, and I think that'll broaden our horizons. And I plan on doing more stuff at the wedding. Someone uh, stopped me and said, "Dude, that video that you posted on." Instagram with my car. Uh, it was like a three-minute video. Like the dude watched it like four times in a row. I was like, "Do that again. That's so awesome. That's cool." So I'll be nice. 
yeah, working on that stuff to give me something to do when I'm not working at all. Perfect. So. Speaking of broadening the podcast. Crickets. What? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're bringing in broads? Yes, we're bringing in broads. So I was watching YouTube the other day. And uh, I found this wallet that I really like, and I'm going to show the guys here on an audio format of what the po- <laughs> what the, this wallet has. Don't worry, we're going to paint the picture for you, listeners. Yes, listener, listen, <laughs> the one single listener. <laughs> Hi, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, actually, several people do listen to the the uh, podcast. Hi, not Dan people. <laughs> people that will go unnamed. Uh, the brand is called Esker uh, Ek. S-T-E-R dot com and it's a wallet. I'm going to give it to Daru first and I'll talk about it a little bit. Mm. It's just a wallet. So I normally had a leather trifold wallet but I only have like three cards. My debit card, uh, my license and a credit card. And I was like, I hate this trifold wallet. It's bulky. I leave it everywhere. I hate the thing. I never carry it with me unless I'm like out of my car so I leave it in my car and that's a bad thing. So I found that and I bought it and I'm really impressed with the product. I really like the product and it's not something that I would just sponsor or talk about if I didn't like it. Uh, They're not giving me any money. Uh, There is a promo code and I'll give out here in a minute. But it's made from a forged space grade material 6061-T6 aluminum. So, you know, astronauts probably use it. Use this in their They know exactly brushes. what it is. Yeah, use it in their toothbrushes. <laughs> so For all the astronauts we have listening to the podcast. Yes. Uh, so it's very durable. Apparently you can sit on it, which feels really uncomfortable, but you can. Uh, it is about a little bit bigger than a credit card. Uh, they say it's 0.9 by 4.1 by 2.3 inches. So it's a little bit bigger than a credit card. It holds one to six cards in its card holder and up to nine cards and the back elastic. elastic. Nice. Uh, so if you want one, go to their website, esker.com, and you can use promo code TF5. Hey, that's me. And so right now they're doing a 20% all site-wide discount. Uh, that promo code gets you an extra 5%, so 25% total. Nice. Sweet. TF5. 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 Esker.com. And... Again, they're not giving me any money unless we sell anything. And I told them, hey, we're probably not going to sell any. So, <laughs> But I like your product anyway, so I'm going to talk about it on my podcast because I do what I want. Nice. If anyone else would like to sponsor us, please email us. Yes. Oh, we've been begging people to email us for months now. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to talk to us. No, not at all. It's my fault. It's your fault, probably. So, guys, do you like this thing? I, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's pretty I cool. Would, I would probably use one of those. I have to look into... Uh... Promo code Get TF5. <laughs> Promo yeah. code TF5. I really like it. Uh, so if you guys hate your trifold leather wallets, I highly suggest it. I hate trifold leather Who wallets, so I don't have one. I have one, but I hate it. And there you go. There's also different kinds. Like this is the aluminum kind. There is one that's kind of leathery. That looks kind of cool. Perfect. This is a, a midnight blue color. You can get like black or silver, you know, whatever. Nice. I like that. Some variety. Some variety. I've got one for each day of the week now. Clink. They're kind of expensive. They're $79 normally. But with 25% off. That is, you know, like... $12.50. $12.50? Is there $75? No. $12.50 off? 
at seventy nine dollars. Seventeen twenty or seventeen fifty off price. So like what fifty something? Yeah. 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 There you go. Math. Math. Perfect. You have a calculator, listeners. You can figure it out. <laughs> just go to the website and put in the promo code, and everything will like, be it'll just buy it. Yeah, it'll just tell you. Yeah, just buy it. Uh, but if you don't use that promo code, we don't get any commission. So, please. <laughs> How'd that get to you? Only if you want to buy a wallet. Like, no, freaking buy the wallet. <laughs> Christmas is coming up. Christmas is coming. Up. Buy the the whole rest of the episode is going to be talking about this wallet. So be prepared. <laughs> Make a perfect gift for your man. All of our female listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you don't have a man for yeah, your dad. Get it for yourself or your dad. Or your brother. Or your brother. Because, I mean. Who doesn't want a nice wallet? Yeah. yeah. I mean, a woman could use this. I, Absolutely. Yeah. 100% of, actually. Instead of like a little, you know, coin bag or whatever, just use that. Perfect. I d- I'm not a woman, so I don't know. I, don't yeah. I mean, they, they like to carry around baggage literally with them. <laughs> <laughs> You could probably modify like, it I, to shoot it, cards As long out. as I can put it in my pocket. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's probably where I got it, because I would just leave my wallet places. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so we're actually going to get into the main topic of the show. And I, I was at the wedding, and I said something along the lines of, so what is your podcast about? And I'm like, well, so forth and so on. But I realized that I, I come across across very cynical and sarcastic so i'm going to have a niche people people that actually like that uh so we're going to talk about uh the cynical truth because this is just how i feel about things right now i feel like people just aren't being truthful about christianity and what's happening in the church and it comes across cynical when uh churches just want you to be positive all the time like don't have any negative thoughts i even remember reading an article on facebook like stop saying your church sucks just enjoy it i'm like but what if it does (laughs) (laughs) or like your church your church sucks more than you realize it does right like well you need to draw a line and say no this isn't right instead of just bending over and taking it you know like so we're going to talk a little bit about that um we we i feel like christians spend a whole lot of time covering up things or trying to button up things or sugarcoat things instead of just telling the truth of the matter even if it's cynical or it comes across negative like instead of saying hey this is what's going on with me or this is what's wrong yeah i'm going to sugarcoat it or i'm going to lie about it or now christianity or several christians have said like well it's not really lying it's a half truth there's no. It's a sugarcoat way of saying, "Oh, I was lying." Right. Like, okay, just be honest and real with people, even if it does come across clinical. So that's right. kind of where we're going. And this is kind of brought up because Pew Research did uh, a survey from 2009 to 2019 that showed that less people are identifying themselves as Christian, and more people are becoming religiously unaffiliated. And even in my own like eyes and my own purview and talking to people and getting to know people, like mm-hmm. I'm seeing more and more people turning away from their faith, even on like Twitter, several hashtags are like ex Christian and blah 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 and hashtag and blah. And it's just becoming more the norm. So I put it to the panel, what's the deal? What's the deal? What's the deal with that? What do you guys think? I'm gonna start off by saying that this is gonna be sound really offensive. <laughs> it is Who would have thought? Uh, cowardice. 
How so? Elaborate. So, a fair number of people that I know personally that have turned away from Christianity are afraid of the label Christian. And so it was easier for them to not be persecuted by the rest of the world and to just not be a Christian anymore than it was to continue to be down that path. And uh, I'm sure there's a lot more factors that are involved in that, but as an outside observer and someone who's tried to have a discussion about why they've moved on, that's the answer that I got. So it's, I no longer feel cool. It's not even cool. It's like, I don't want people to shit on me because I say I'm a Christian or I can't handle the criticism that comes with this because of the public persona of what Christianity is, you know, in 2020 or whatever. Right. So, which, you know, as Christians, we know we're going to be persecuted heavily. And, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's hard. But, you know, that's just kind of, that's what I see these days. Okay. Um, And I think a lot of it as well is there's a lot of intelligent people out there that grew up in a Christian faith background who are starting to question, you know, what we're taught in church. And a lot of what we're taught in church, especially as millennials, is just so empty and there's like no explanation for there's no there's not a why for anything and when you can't give someone a why why would you follow x you know right so yeah i can i can see some of that for sure nick do you have any thoughts um well i think part of it and um we've talked about it on the show before uh, but you get to that middle age where you're like out of high school but you're not like in your like full-on adulthood where people just kind of get lost in the void um, with churches Uh, going off to college um, fresh out of college a lot of people don't follow through with their faith because there's nothing for them to really connect with right so you get your your high school age where you're in youth group and you can do all this stuff and then a lot of people don't come back to their religious views till they hit their 40s or 50s yep and i think that that middle age just kind of gets lost in uh, especially you know when you're moving away from everything you know going into college where you hear all these other point of views from professors and other students and everyone likes to go out and party and all of a sudden next thing you know you're not really acting christian so you stop calling yourself christian yeah i think that's part of it <clears throat> if you look at any church ever there is definitely a gap between 18 to 30 mm-hmm. of most churches coin it as young adults <clears throat> but there is a factor of oh you're out of youth group so get out creepy old person and go be an adult, you're like, well, I'm just 19. I have no idea what I'm doing, and now I don't have any community next to me, so I don't have any people to, like, keep me accountable or keep me floating or no community at all or no support. And then you go to college where there's, like, your Christian faith that you grew up with is completely bullshit, and here's the reasons why. And if you've gone to a church, you're probably like, well, 
I don't have answers for this because yeah. my church person leader, Sunday school teacher, didn't teach me any of that. Yeah. So I guess I don't believe in that anymore. Until you get to like 40 and you have kids or 30s and you have kids and you're like, well, I want the my child to have the same kind of experiences I did. So we're all going to go to church again. That's how my parents were. Yep. And, and that's very common. And I think what's happening now in modern times is, especially as us millennials get older, I'm on the older tier of millennial. Oh, uh, man. I am. <laughs> They're calling me like Z-lennials or something. Yeah. Because I don't really identify with millennials, but I kind of do, but I kind of identify with the older generation. How dare they assume your generation? I know. <laughs> um, so, what was I saying? <laughs> You're on the older tier of millennials? Yes. So, I don't even remember where I was going. So you're cynical, maybe? Cynical? No. No. Having kids, something along those lines. Going back because you want your children to have that childhood. Yeah. So being the older side of the millennials, oh, that's where I was going with that, is millennials tend to be more cynical and more thought-provoking. We've had technology all of our lives. We can look up anything on the internet so we can sit there and go, you're teaching me bullshit. You're not making any sense. Right. We're not saying that we're smarter than any other generation. We just we have answers in our pocket that we can know debunk you right to your face if we wanted to. And growing up with that, I think that's a factor too. And we're seeing more millennials going away from their faith than we have ever in generations past. <clears throat> I think another part of it, just you know, thinking deeper is uh, people experience a lot of trauma when they're young in the church mm-hmm. and. Unfortunately, it's trauma that happens like at church. And so they associate, honestly, like evil or the trauma that they've experienced with Christianity in church and like kind of go away from it because it's like, you know, how could God allow that to happen to me or, you know, something like that. So, yeah, it, it's, we'll get to Curtis's thoughts here in a minute. Uh, no, go ahead. So are you ready for the bad guy to chime in? Mm, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least for me, like when I was in that like time frame or period myself, I just kept seeing like the hypocrisy of it, mm, yeah. like of everything that like Christians were saying. And <clears throat> I didn't want to have to like associate myself with that. I mean, that's really why I walked away. I was like, I don't agree with that at all. You know, especially when, they're calling things out like they're being persecuted for being Christian when it's really not hurting them at all. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. no, you're just an asshole. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> 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 no, not you specifically, but like, no. I mean, I am an asshole. Oh, I am, yeah. <laughs> so that's really my thought is like, I think more and more people kind of like to your point, they're, they have information like in their pocket they can find. And they can say, this is not the most ridiculous thing that's going on. And it's like, for whatever reason, the like head honchos, like the big Christian like faces, they're the ones touting these opinions. And it's just absurd to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like earlier this year when like they were trying to keep the churches open when yeah. the country shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Many <clears throat> discussions about that. Mm. yeah 
it's those kinds of things that I see where they feel like they're being persecuted, even though it's like the whole country's in trouble. Right. Calm down. Yeah. No one's telling you you can't practice your faith. They're just be safe about it. Yeah. There's a thing called, I don't know, technology where you can still hold your church services and mm-hmm. be like perfectly safe. You know, right. We already have people streaming church services anyway. Right. You're not. Persecution would say, no, you can't have churches. You can't be Christian. That's persecution. Not saying, hey, right. maybe you shouldn't have a building full of 500 people or more. Right. All packed <laughs> together within like a six inches of each other and a pandemic when all of them are like over 60 right maybe it's not a good idea and mixing the kids there right yeah let's put a room full of infants and young children who lick each other's faces and cough and then touch each other because that'll be great in the same place with old people yeah that's not you know anything nothing wrong with that it's fine you're persecuting me i'll show you persecution Seriously. Quit bitching. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Quit your pitching. Well, in the piggyback on what Drew was talking about, I think millennials are actually calling out abuse and traumatic things. Well, like the older generations would be like, oh, just walk it off. Yeah. Rub some dirt on it, you well, pussy. It, like, Seriously. It definitely is a generational issue there, too, because, like, even knowing, like, my mother in law or my parents. Is that like you don't talk about that kind of stuff? Religion, politics. You just put it down and don't say anything. And I'm, I'm, I think it's, I think it's healthy that we are starting to talk about this kind of stuff, especially in a public forum. But at the same time, I think millennials are way too open about a lot of stuff that probably should stay private. Maybe. So, and, but, you know, also as well, because like boomers never talk about shit, (laughs) they think that, they think that when millennials are talking about stuff, they're lying. Yeah. And they don't believe people when they talk about like traumatic things that have happened or this, that, and the other. And it's like, where, where did we come up with like this mentality that people are just flat out lying for attention, you know, like. I don't know. What's so wrong with believing in someone? And then if they're proven a liar, then they're a liar, you know? Right. I I think a lot of people get it all ass backwards with stuff. Because you'll see a lot of time with famous people, athletes, some stuff will come out. Someone will be like, oh, they did this to me. And then you come to find out they're just trying to get money. But then everyone wants to, like, persecute this person before even checking facts. Right. But then when someone who comes in who's actually speaking the truth, they're like, oh, no, you're lying. Right. Until finally some information comes up. It's like, oh, instead of doing one or the other, just be like, let's go check the facts before we start doing anything, figure out what's going on, and then go from there. Right. Yeah. And as well, why, why do we have to know like why do we have to know all of the nitty-gritty details about some someone's traumatic experience in order to believe that they've experienced that right like something that i can say my sister recently i mean she she has she has tds trump derangement syndrome she's completely out of her head about trump and you know it's fine she is who she is but like she keeps talking about 
sexual abuse over and over again on Facebook. And that's something like my dad and I were talking about it. She literally has never told anyone about any sexual abuse that she's ever gone through. But she constantly talks about how she's experienced it on Facebook. And I really want to talk to her about it, but I know it's not my business. Right. But I'm just like, where is this coming from and why why now? Well, why is it Trump that's causing you to start talking about your potential sexual abuse? You know? And like why do it on Facebook? That's what I'm saying too. It's like honestly you're not convincing anybody of anything. And why not like talk about it with your family? Because my sister is my sister hates the fact and she almost wants to like if my parents weren't so supportive of her and so loving, she would cut them out because they want to vote for Trump. She would say, no, I'm not going to be your family member anymore. And I think that's ridiculous, but you know, it's her prerogative. But at the same time, it's like, where's the why? You know? And I think being open and talking about stuff is good. But I think there's different levels of openness that you need for certain things. Absolutely. So, you know, this alleged sexual abuse, true or not, probably should start with the closest people around her and then see who after that needs to know and then take it to the proper authorities or whatever needs to be dealt with after that. doesn't need to be spread across Facebook. It doesn't need to be talked about just with random people. Whereas other things, maybe... It should spread out more like that, but it case to case basis, and I I don't know. People always do things weird, and it's. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like sometimes people are weird. That's true. I feel like sometimes people don't talk about their trauma because they know that people are going to say, "I don't believe you," or, you know, something like that. But, or people are just afraid to be looked at in a different way. Right. You know, yeah. you come out with something like that, and yeah, then embarrassed. embarrassed uh, pitied, looked down upon, any of those things that you can feel. And it, sometimes it's not even like people aren't even looking at you like that. That's just how you're perceiving it. And, but, well, yeah, and you again, can project the feel, your feelings of yourself onto somebody else and say that they feel the same way about you. And it's like, no, they don't. But. And I mean, anytime there is some emotional or physical trauma like that, honestly, first and foremost, Go see a therapist. Yeah. Counseling. Counseling will, will guide you in the right directions, give you the right steps, give you what you need to deal with it in the right way. Right. Mm-hmm. But. Yep. Uh, and to switch it kind of back, to get us back on track, I think churches are really good about pushing that aside. Yeah, absolutely. Um, saying, you know, just sugarcoating it or not talking about it or not. Just pray about it. Just pray about it. Or just send out a mass email and then just leave it be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, I feel like churches need to be like, hey, we're responsible for some of this stuff. Actually take responsibility, especially when there is an incident. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't know. But when they do that, it shows that they're flawed. Hey, we're flawed people. Yeah, yeah but the church is supposed to be the house of God. And they can't have flaws within them. Uh, don't get me started. <laughs> I I wonder how many churches actually evaluate themselves and think, I wonder if Jesus stepped in here, what his reaction would be. Zero percent. <laughs> and you know, that's that's probably, I, 
to continue on with the discussion is when churches do crap like that, that's why people leave. Yeah. Oh. That's why I left the church was for reasons like that. Now, granted, I made the first mistake, but they did not handle it well at all. No. And I walked away. And when I walked away, guess what the church did? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I've walked away from that same church twice now, and I've gotten nothing from them. They don't care about anybody other than the people that are giving them money. Yeah. Only reason why I have any connections with that church is because, you know, mom's still there. Right. Right. And some old friends from the first church that we all met each other at right. still have okay, some yeah. communication. Yeah. And, and that's what I was thinking about at the wedding, like how much I love those people and how I want them not to go there anymore. And I'm not going to hold that against them if they go there still. I mean, there's good people that go to that church and there's that church, whether we want to admit it or not, are doing good things. Yeah. It's just senior leadership there needs to like go away. Right. <laughs> Take your book and go fucking hide in cave. <laughs> No one gives a shit about your goddamn book. And, and there's a, a lot of leadership there that just needs to be called out and said, hey, no, you should be fired. But that church revolves around those leadership, and that's never going to happen, which is why when that leadership does retire or leave, that church will fold. That church will be no longer there because now it's built on just this group of people rather than, I don't know, a community of people like it should be. Yeah. I don't know the gospel. That's when we start the Church of Tim. It'll be way better. Yeah, where it's all centered around me. <laughs> <laughs> when you preach, you have to wear Tim the Enchanter's robes and the, <laughs> the hood with the horns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You have to. God, that'd be awful. It's going to be great. Awfully amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tim and Knights unite! <laughs> I hope I hope not. That is not my plan to make everyone drink the Kool-Aid. No, that's my plan to make them drink your Kool-Aid. <laughs> You're the enforcer. <laughs> You're the rabbit. <laughs> the rabbit. You're the white rabbit. Big pointy teeth. <laughs> I can't see it behind the rabbit. It is the rabbit. <laughs> look. Look. Ah! <laughs> see? Ah. <laughs> uh. What a fantastic movie. Uh, yes. So I, I think there's a lot of issues with Christianity in the church, and that's what, what is causing this big flood of people leaving the church. And I, I think it comes down to people just not being truthful. Like, just be honest who you are and what you're doing. Like, just just freaking be honest. <laughs> like, But being truthful about who you are makes you vulnerable and... <sighs> means you're a sinner <gasps> aren't we all sinners <laughs> yeah isn't that the whole like jesus dying on the cross for the know? ultimate sacrifice of purity what did i want to kill someone oh not kill someone but i wanted to throw something at my screen because i saw someone post on facebook talking about how the gospel isn't the be all and end all and how it's baby milk and how the other books of the Bible are actually the real meat and potatoes. I'm like, no, that's the opposite. The gospel is everything. It is everything. That's the whole reason why we have this religion. That's the whole reason of Jesus. That is God's literal love letter to us saying, this is how much I love you. And I'm going to give my son to you to be a sacrifice for your sins. That's, 
the gospel. That is everything that we need to encompass. And the rest of the Bible is more of like the good stuff, like uh, the vegetables and the potatoes and the, the rest of the nutrients. You. Yes. Some, you know, you could call the Old Testament the appetizer and <laughs> the gospel being the main course. Like, how can it not be? And so, Revelations is dessert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're all going to die. It's <laughs> a very bitter dessert. <laughs> I like bitter desserts. Um, but yeah, like it just made me so angry. Like you're calling the gospel, the, the whole reason why we have this thing. Like if you didn't have the gospel, Paul would look like a lunatic. Yeah. Like he wouldn't even right? matter. Like it just, it, I'm a nerd. It bothered me. Bothered me. It bothered me. It bothered me. It made me so angry I couldn't talk right. <laughs> Started speaking, baby. <laughs> it bothered me. It bothered me. Uh, so yeah, uh, what do you what do you think is the root cause of this? We kind of touched on it. I really think it's people not being truthful. Amen. I think another part has to do um, with. I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but technology, social media, the expansion of how, um, I mean, like it, it has helped the church grow, but then it's also helped other people who are against the church grow. And it's, especially with uh, this new age where <clears throat> getting to where the millennials are, are in that kind of void and they're able to reach out and connect with other people all over the place has made it a little bit easier for them to decide to turn away from the church. Yeah. Instead of finding your community in a church family, you're finding in whack jobs like the flat earthers. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, especially because all this is coming when technology is so connective and we're in that kind of that empty space where, you know, church doesn't really reach out to you makes it super easy for people to be like, no, I, I think I'm going to go over this way. Those guys look kind of cool over there smoking their pot and drinking their beers. Their sex rock and roll. Pot <laughs> beers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so much crap that happens in churches and Christianity or <clears throat> it's just insanity. Like if you get hurt, just pray about it. Like, no, go to the doctor. There's nothing in the Bible that says don't go to the doctor. In fact, Luke was a doctor who probably attended the ball. But, you know, have your crazy batshit ideas of not going to seek medical attention because you're sick. I love batshit ideas. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I see that all over the place. Like That's called, that right there, that shit is called Christian science. Well, it's, and that's a real it's fucking a, problem. It's a real <laughs> Thanks, thing. Thanks, Tom Cruise. No, he's a Scientologist. Oh no, you're right. <laughs> um, Which is justice. But but it's bleeding into like Christianity too, like just normal Protestant Christianity. Yeah. And I'm seeing that more and more often. Like, oh, it's the devil. Like that crazy Trump woman who became the head of his CD what uh, medical stuff on this whole coronavirus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Said that the virus is from the devil, and I'm like, uh. What did we do with that information? Yeah, like I could, <laughs> as a biblical nerd, I can play that out. Yeah, sure, all disease comes from the fall of man and Genesis three, and okay, sure, but that doesn't mean we can just pray this thing away. Like God it's, has also put like brilliant men and women to like solve this, and you know, like it's 
It's like that crazy bitch that talks about how monsters the devils drink. <sighs> it's like, okay, cool. So, what do we do about it? Nothing? What are we talking about here? Like, So... It's a video on YouTube. I, I know what you're talking about. About this lady who talks about how monsters created by the devil, and she's going uh, all the different things, like pulling stuff out from the Bible, being like, "This is inverted. It's like the inverted cross, which is, you know, Satan's sign, and Satan was called the monster." And oh man, like she goes in this whole spiel, and I mean, like all of it connects back to actual, like Bible verses and descriptions. But it's like you're right. Because that energy drink is going to make us all turn away from God. I mean, sorry, I didn't mean that was a quip on my part. I oh. knew what you were talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was saying, <laughs> why is this a conversation? Yeah. Like, to her. Yeah. Yeah. And th those people are just making everything worse. <laughs> like, I'm a... I'm a Christian and I don't want to associate with those people. That's what I'm saying. Like you're just batshit crazy. Like I don't, I don't have any other words for you. When you think that an energy drink is going to cause like the devil, I. Those are the same people that legitimately thought that President Obama was ushering in the Antichrist. That was, was my mom. God damn! <laughs> she really. Grammy and Papa uh, believe that shit too. They probably got it from my mom. I don't know if I don't know if my mom believed it or not. People said the same. Or thing that about, Trump is the savior. Well, I've heard the opposite Lord. about Trump too. Like that he was an antichrist. Yeah. Now I think he's just a money grubbing piece of shit. Yeah. He's just, not a very charismatic speaker, so I don't think he's the antichrist. Yeah, he's kind thing. of dumb. Like. He's just really dumb. <laughs> like I think he just sucks. I don't think he's the antichrist. I just think he sucks. See, I actually thing, think he's that, going senile. Like, I forget, or I think also, that. Yes. When people are predicting who the Antichrist is, I think they forget that, like, it's not going to be like, that's the Antichrist. Because even believers are going to be like, holy shit, this is a great human being. This is a yeah. wonderful person. That's the whole point. He's like, supposed to bring peace to the world. <laughs> you're not going to fucking, I don't know, it's just so stupid. And also, trying to predict who, who it is, it's just futile. Just like, it's going to happen. Because either happens. way it goes, it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, and you're still if That's if you point. believe, and you've repented, you're still good. <laughs> well, I remember going to church in the early 2000s when Harry Potter was a thing, and people were talking <laughs> about how it's satanic. And, oh my gosh! Yeah, don't worry, I know um, all about that stupid shit. Oh yeah, mom. your parents wouldn't let you read them, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, family friend, um which you guys might know who I'm talking about. Uh, I'm not going to throw her name out there, but uh, really good friends with my mom. Uh, I was playing Magic the Gathering, which is just a card game. And she's like, these are so satanic. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Well, D&D &D too. That was the thing in the 80s. My mom recently satanic. started talking shit. Because when, we were at, when I was playing with you guys, she's like, you play D&D? &D? She's like, isn't that like a devil game and I'm like mom <laughs> something that you have to understand is that just because we talk about Satan or 
they're weird magical creatures. I don't think anyone's ever talked about Satan. But even if it even if it was right, (laughs) even if it was, that doesn't mean that it's of the devil, and like, it's just so hard to explain to people that yes, Satan and the devil gets mentioned on a daily basis. Hey, guess who guess who mentions it the most? Christians and the Bible. Yeah. Does that mean it's of the fucking devil? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, even D and D, you deal with like demons and going to like uh, the planes of hell, right? Not literal Satan. No. Yeah, but here's, I mean, here's my question about that. Like, you ever watched any fictional movie? Like, read a fictional book right. before? Well, that's what I was going to bring up. How does Lord of the Rings and Tolkien get a pass? Yeah. Right. But not D and D. It's the same shit. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> well, same thing with C.S. Lewis and the fucking Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. Right. I mean. The Ice Queen. Right. I mean. Sauron. That's as devilish as you can get. Sauron is literally an allegory for Satan. Yeah. Like, he comes upon the earth, takes it over, and makes it evil. Yeah. How much more of a one-to-one comparison Corrupts the heart of man. <laughs> like Right. How much? <laughs> it's kind of on the nose there. <laughs> like, uh, I just. He's why? literally a fiery burning eyeball. <laughs> And Drew and I were talking about it on Discord, like, C.S. Lewis and Tolkien, like, started all this fantasy goblin stuff that yeah. happens. Like, but he gets a pass, and so does C.S. Lewis, but, like, D&D and Harry Potter don't? What? Right. There's magic in Lord of the Rings. It's right. the same freaking thing. Literally like, wizards. Literally wizards. Gandalf the wizard. <laughs> like <laughs> Casting spells on the mountaintop. I, I, why are you so dumb? <laughs> why are you so dumb? I, I just, oh. and yet, oh, I man. have to give my mom some credit though because she has like let up for the most part on that kind of stuff, right? And I can't falter too much because my fucking grandparents, yeah, like you can't drink in my house because that's sinful, even though Jesus turned water into wine. No, oh, that juice. was grape juice. No, it's wine. They're pretty sure, you know, Jesus talked about, hey, don't get drunk. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> like, yeah. Maintain your composure. Right. Well, my point of that is, like, if it was grape juice, why would they be talking yeah, about Why would he talk about getting drunk? <laughs> it's just stupidity. Well, what Jesus was what? actually really saying was a sugar high. I mean, it was it was grape juice, but it was fermented into wine. <laughs> into wine. Had alcohol in it. So I, I think all of that is the cause for <laughs> people turning away from Christianity because they're looking and like, right. you're so dumb. You're so dumb. And there's a lot of headbutting, too. There is. There's a lot of denominational fights and... Bullshit. It's like anytime someone just doesn't fully agree with whatever denomination they're at, they're like, let's just go down the road and start a new one. Yeah. I mean, it's just like with any organization, the church just has more eyes on it. Yeah. I could see that. I don't. I know. But yeah, I mean, Christians are retarded. (laughs) But guess who makes up the church? People. People are retarded. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll get to that. That's one of my questions. 
Uh, do you think that our political landscape, landscape, <laughs> <laughs> it literally sounds like a hellscape, but with lambs. <laughs> yes. <A> landscape. <laughs> bah, bah. Do you uh, think our political landscape has pushed people away from their faith? Sure, hundred percent. Like based got... on the conversation we've been having, <laughs> yeah. yes. You got fucktars like Trump <laughs> complaining that he's a christian or claiming that he's a christian complaining complaining that he's a christian (laughs) that you have all these old heads in the gop that are claiming to be christians but they're corrupt as fuck and doing all this shady shit it's like who would turn towards it you know right if you're why would i ever want to do what you're doing right right who molests children or rapes women right and you're claiming to be a Christian. Sorry, that does not compute. If you're, let me just spell it out for everybody. <laughs> let me let me just go here. If you're a racist, if you uh, molest children, or you rape people, you're probably not a Christian. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> Weird. I'm, ju- right? I'm just saying. There are non-Christians who are better people than you. Yes. Yes. Like, uh, uh, Jesus would probably laugh at you. Like, I, I don't know him that he would do that, but like. If you go to him and be like, oh, yeah, I raped women all the time. But you are my lord and savior. He'll probably give you, give you leprosy on your junk. <laughs> probably. <laughs> like, I don't want to judge people or saying that certain people are going to hell because I don't really know. I don't. But I'm looking at that and I'm going, how? How How do you have a snowball's chance in hell of uh, trying to say that you're a good person and that you lived a good life and when you molested children and rape women. I, it does not commute with me. Even God in the Bible, it says, like, there will be many people that call out my name and say that they know me and I don't. I think that's who he's talking about. Yep. Could be wrong. But. Who knows? Who knows? It's a pretty good guess. It's a pretty good guess. I, I just... And the the amount of Christians that still support that is scary. It's so scary. Well, you know, back to your original point, you know, our political landscape has it affected this. For some strange reason, a lot of Christians, especially evangelical Christians, can't grasp the fact that you can still be a Christian and not be a conservative. <gasps> I know, mind-boggling, right? <gasps> the thing is, and I was talking about this with some people recently, when Christians decide not to be single-issue voters is the day that our political landscape changes. Because a fuck-ton of Christians vote, and there's a lot of Christians here in the United States. Yep. Yep, and it comes down to basically abortion. Exactly. Which is a hot button topic. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Fuck murdering kids. But at the same time, that can't be the only reason why votes for somebody. I'm sorry. It just can't. Not anymore. Not anymore. Well, and even on that fact is even if whoever you're voting in for president is against abortion, that doesn't necessarily mean that anything's changing anyway. No. Abortion's never going to be illegal. It's, It's not. And no. even if it is, people are still going to commit the act. So it's just like with our gun control issues. Or alcohol. You can, you can put all these regulations down. 
criminals are still going to get a hold of weapons that are illegal and they're still going to do bad shit. So, yeah, I having, I'm going to sound like an egotistical maniac, but when I got my history degree, we studied a lot about early government. And one of the conclusions I came upon was you can't, you can't govern with morality. You, right. you just can't just because I have a moral code doesn't mean that's right for me to govern that way. Right. So when it comes to cases like abortion, I could be very against abortion and in governing. Like, this, I'm the president of the United States. I'm very against abortion. Oh, all of my people are want abortion. Guess what's going to happen? Right. As a democracy, as a republic, you have to go, okay, I guess this is what the people want. Right. And that's the whole point of it. Right. That's the system we live in. Or we can just become a dictatorship. Well, you know, it's, it's not the system. No, that that is literally the system we live in. That's how it's it, supposed to work, but it's not. No, it's not because you get the asshole Republican or the asshole Democrat says, "Well, actually, I believe in this." And I'm so. going to control everything by kicking out all the cabinet members that don't agree, agree with, with me, me, or I'm going to vote a certain way instead of what my state wants me to do. Like, yeah. no, it's supposed to be what the people want, and the majority of the people want, and whatever that happens, happens. You ever wonder too, like? Christians consistently talk about how, at least I see this, especially on social media, like, you know, what would Jesus do in this situation as, like, uh, a government official? Guess what? Jesus was never a government government official, and there's probably a reason for that. Yeah. So bringing up that argument, like, okay, let's, let's actually put on our common sense brains. Jesus was in a time of slavery. Did he do anything about slavery? Nope. Why? Uh, that's actually a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Because he wasn't about the political statement. He wasn't about taking over Caesar. He had a bigger mission and purpose of, I don't know, saving, saving people's lives. Right. Right. Other than saying, hey, there's this issue of slavery, so I'm going to probably die for no reason at all of the slavery issue when the whole Roman Empire is like political and justify or whatever you want to use those words to say like that there's a reason why they had slavery for their economy and blah 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 and whether it's awful or bad jesus didn't do anything about it because it's like hey i have a kind of a bigger purpose i'm, oh, I'm saving you not for the life you're in now but an eternity after this life right even the bible talks about like masters treat your slaves better yeah instead of condemning like slavery because they know it's a political thing. It's, uh, it's not. God. And now we get awesome. to have our children be our slaves. Yes. <laughs> you know, I was reading something today on Facebook. Didn't chime in, just looking at a discussion. And um, it's kind of like an old friend. Uh, I mean, not an old friend, but a friend's dad. Kind of started, not an argument, but just kind of was like, you know, explain to me why socialism or this fear of socialism is so scary for conservative Christians. And, um, you know, he specifically talked about how we should be taking all of our possessions as rich people and trying to give them to the poor to help out the less fortunate. And, um, like, the only argument that anyone could come come up with about 
trying to refute that is like, well, yeah, we should be doing this, but it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible that the government should be making you give your stuff to the poor. While I agree with that, it's still like, that's not the point. You know, isn't there something aren't you like... supposed to be doing that anyways so why does it matter if the government's telling you to do it well tim you know the scripture better than i do but it brings to mind how a rich man came to jesus and said how how can i buy my way into heaven and, and jesus like, was like you can't you can't exactly right and like, that's what they sell mentioned. off all your stuff give it to the poor right and that's that's what they mentioned and what they were talking about it's like it's not by the works of your hand but by what's in your heart for, you know for being a christian and how you can get to heaven and that's something that like a lot of people were shitting on each other and saying like okay i don't want the government to tell me to do this kind of stuff which i totally understand because fuck big government i'm just gonna say it but at the <laughs> same time it's like you should be doing these actions already as a christian you're called to do this so just do it and then if the government's telling you to, why does it matter if you're already doing it? And I, I don't know. And, and But then we get into this, this other discussion where a lot of progressive Christians are always saying if Jesus was around in this political, political climate, he'd be a socialist. And it's like, actually, no, Jesus wouldn't be political. <laughs> Basically, yes. And... That's the thing that people just can't grasp is that it's not about the politics. It's about loving and caring for people. And guess what? Loving and caring for people is not a political thing. Jesus mm. would probably be that hippie looking guy that just travels from place to place. And he makes and pancakes for everybody out of his truck. Yeah. yeah. Like, no <laughs> joke. That would be him. Right? Yeah. I have so many thoughts. Um, you want to know the, the like, a big sign that the church is failing is because we have so many social warfare programs in our country. Welfare. Welfare. Thank you. Um, our education sucks. It's probably due to churches. Um, like, if Christians were actually doing what we're supposed to be doing in society, we would have, like, way less problems than we do. Yeah. Uh, we're in St. Louis, and it's probably one of the most racist racist cities in America. It is the most um, segregated cities ever. We actually have lines in our city where you can tell these are black people, these are white people. And it's because of, you know, the Civil War when you get all that bullshit. But like if Christians were actually doing what they're supposed to be doing, our city would probably be in a lot better place. Right. Um, there wouldn't be homeless like crazy. We would actually have places for the mental handicapped or the mentally uh, insane. And I'm not trying to be derogatory when I say that, but you know the people that are messed up. Like we would probably have programs and stuff like that. But and this is where I have a problem with big government. Like government shouldn't be responsible for that. That kind no. of falls on the people. No, the people should be responsible for the people. But we're all self selfish assholes that we don't. Well, and that's um. One of the things I actually loved um, when we were all going to, you know, our the big church, um, <clears throat> one of the um, youth leaders would say, you know, what what's the point of going to another city to 
go out and and help them and and help those homeless when we have it right here in our backyard. Yep. And so they did a lot of stuff downtown all the time, and they still do. Uh, my mom still goes to stuff. Yep. Uh, I think it's like every other week goes down and and helps out. And I mean that's it just needs to be more. Y'all, I read an article, a secular article from a secular website about Christian missionaries and missions uh, that we do in America and give you an example. Like youth groups will be like, hey, let's go to Ecuador and let's build something because, you know, that makes us feel good. And this article talked about how that is actually very harmful, how it does no good, and the people are always worse off. Right. And they listed reasons why, and if you think about it logically, makes sense. You're bringing in free labor to then build something for free and then leave. Right. When you can just, I don't know, hire the people around you, give them a job, give them food, and be like, hey, you built this all together. Let's celebrate this. Right. Isn't there something about feed a man or feed a man a fish? Fed him for a day, teach a man to fish, and feed him for life. Yeah. Yep. And there's this, I'm not going to mention the name of an organization, but as soon as I say it, everyone's going to know what I'm talking about. That there's this organization that gives water to people. It's a great <laughs> organization. They actually do give water yeah. to people. But my problem is, where do they dig those wells? At churches. Yep. Not to town center, not to town center, at a church. Yep. Like, that's disgusting to me. Like you're, if you want water, you have to come to church. What? No. Screw you. Just build it. Right. <laughs> Just build the well. Like, and then put the church closer to the well. <laughs> or just be like, hey, this church members are the ones who built this for you. Right. And then they'll be like, oh, we willingly want to come to you. Right. <laughs> Not we forcibly have to. Yeah. For water. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's forcibly, but when you put a well next to a church, like, it's kind of... Yeah. Exactly. Huh? Well, aren't they asking people to come to the well? I don't know. I really don't know much about it. I just know they put the well next to a church, and that feels disgusting to me. It just feels wrong. Yeah. It's like <laughs> trying to put the carrot in front of the donkey. Right. It just feels kind of manipulative to me. If you're really honest, you just build wells everywhere. Well, yeah. Right. It should be like two or three wells in these communities. No, it's one well next to a church. <laughs> All the time. It's uh, just gives me the eebie-jeebies. Something doesn't sit right with me with that. It's the same. I have that same feeling when I went to my Christian college and they would take a GPA point away from you if you didn't go to their chapel. Yep. What? Yeah. That's horse shit. Yep. And their argument was always like, well, you have a lot of non-Christians coming into college and they need Jesus, so otherwise they wouldn't go. And I'm like, well, if you actually made something worth talking about, people would go. Right. Uh, it's ridiculous. Yep. So, yes, the political landscape <laughs> has pushed away people from Christianity. Those are assholes. Is that what we can Yeah. Yeah, I think that was yep. a consensus. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... Do we just blame the human condition? And I hear this a lot in Christian circles. Well, we're all just humans, so deal with it. Um, say that one more time. Do we just blame the human condition? 
Like, we're just all humans, so everything's going to be screwed up, and we're all just humans. Deal with it. I don't think we just blame it, but it's definitely a thing. So what do we do about it? What we're supposed to do and be more like Jesus. Yeah. It's not, hey, you have to. It's you try, and that's what it's all about. And that's kind of my point of when you just blame the human condition, you're just excusing the behavior. Right. And it, well, it should fall on each of us individually to say, sure, here's where I came up short. I acknowledge this is my problem. This is what I'm doing to change that about myself. Right. And as a collective, people aren't just willing to make that statement. They're just going to say, oh, I'm human and give up. And Or just going, oh, I'm human, so things are going to be disaster all the time. Right. Yeah. And that's what I'm seeing more and more in Christian circles with all these, the church we don't. Well, yeah, you can't you can't just accept, oh, I'm flawed, and then that's it. Continually be flawed and hurt yeah. people. It's like, well, but we're called to be better. Yeah. So do that. <laughs> so do that. <laughs> do that. You're, you're called to love people, not to hurt people. And I'm, you know, this goes with every single one of us motherfuckers out there, <laughs> right? It's not just Christians. Yep. You you should want to be better. Yeah. And. It's it's interesting, you know, it, it, like when we think about how the church const- constantly gets shit on, we know that that's happening. We do it all the time <laughs> as well, you know, but there's so many good things that churches do, and I think a lot of it goes unrecognized because we mostly just talk about how, like, for a long time, you know, churches were... <sighs> doing shitty things like gay conversion therapy and like not accepting you as a leader within your church because you're a woman and all these other horrific things. But it's like the church is adapting with the world. They're trying to, right? Mm-hmm. They're not doing a good job. Yeah. They're well, moving they're, pretty slow. Yeah. Uh, well, and there are some churches that dig their heels in further and say, no, right. they're not going to. And that's something as well as just like, I used to be a person who was like, yeah, tradition's really important and it matters. And now I'm just like, fuck tradition, who cares? <laughs> like, if tradition was important, I'd still be dancing around a fire, you know, praising Thor. Because that's was, what my family did. If tradition was important, we'd still be drinking, bringing fucking livestock to be sacrificed for us right. every week. And without that... It's we, almost like dying on the cross was like a step towards progression. What? You know? It's almost like he was. <laughs> things are changing because of that. What? Christianity is supposed to change because of that. What? Yeah. When tradition and ritual get in the way of, like, I don't know, loving people, then you're full of shit. Right. Well, that's another thing, too. <laughs> is there a difference between ritual and tradition? Yes. Okay. There is. Well, I agree with you. It's just, I pose the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, we sit here and we... We talk about all this stuff about, you know, people wanting to pray the gay away or the slogans of it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Right. Well, who fucking cares? All right. Because the whole point of Jesus coming down here and just loving everybody time after time after time, he loved someone that everyone was like, how could you love that person? Well, that's the whole point. You're not going to bring someone in by trying to make them change or conform to your Will, you're going to make them change by just loving them and making them want to be better. Yeah. 
I mean, that's kind of what Jesus did. He loved the unloved. Back in those times, they were leopards. Leopards, tax collectors, whores. Yeah, now... I feel like you both said leopards. Leopards. Lepers. Like the cat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He loved leopards. Well, he may have. I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know if they were around. I don't even know what I was going to say. Probably going to shit on someone, so... (laughs) I do that in buckets. I know. Uh, that's why we love you, Drew. That's why you're on the show. We all shit in buckets here. <laughs> we don't actually have a toilet here. Yeah. If you ever are I'm a guest on the show. We give you a bucket, you go in the backyard, you pour it in the compost. Uh, yep. Yep. Trying to build that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true at all. We actually do have sanitary. Just one, toilet. though. That is that true. That we I... share at the same time. Ugh. One Showers bucket. are fun. One bucket. <laughs> Save water. Ugh. Gross. Anyway, <laughs> anything else you guys want to talk about? I think that's uh, all I have. I don't. I don't have anything. No. Any final thoughts? I'm wiped. That, those are my final thoughts. I can't wait. Actually, I just realized that You're our wiped listeners and you wiped your butt. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm mentally Sorry. wiped. Gotcha. from work. I feel you. Yeah, and I just realized that. By the time the listeners get to this, it'll be after the election. Yep. They might know at least a little bit better idea about who our president's going to be, but probably not going to know that until late November, I'm guessing. Mm. Yeah. Take some time to count all the ballots. All those mail-in ballots. And then they have to recount everything. And they've counted again because, you know, they didn't like the first way it came out. Yeah, I'll probably post this uh, Thursday, whatever date that is. The 5th? Uh, Thursday the today's 5th. the first so yeah yeah the fifth and so either we'll all be dead and this podcast will be up and the apocalypse will have happened or we'll all realize that everyone's an idiot and whoever is the president is going to be fine yep <laughs> i think we'll be all right i i said this a few episodes ago whoever gets elected it's going to be the same thing mm-hmm. yep it's well just i mean the other side's going to be the one shitting all the time yeah, I'm angry about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know if I care, honestly. I, I mean, apparently I should care because the future of my child rests in the hands of Donald Trump or Joe Biden. <laughs> well, I mean, if if by the future you mean the next four years of its future, then yeah. Yeah. Right. Maybe eight if it's Biden, four if it's Trump. Because after that, the next he's out. president's not going to be in office for the rest of eternity. No, fuck. As I guess I got out. it wrong. <laughs> Dude, if Joe Biden gets it, there's no way he's getting a second term. Probably he'll be not. in his eighties. He'll probably be dead. Probably That's a good point. Like, what? What is he? Is he the older one? Is he older than Trump? He is. Yeah. 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 By like four years. He's seventy-four, seventy-five. I think I so. I think he's like 75, 76. There's no way he's going to live through like this first term. I think if he does, he'll die shortly after his term's over. Probably. Because, I mean, he does have health problems that we know about, right? Well, he's senile and probably has early onset dementia. Right. That's... Well, I think you could say the same thing about Trump in well, some situations, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe they'll just both die. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're really just voting in their vice presidents. Federal Bureau of Investigation that was not a threat against their current sitting president. No, not at all. If you're listening, FBI, uh, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let us know where you are. We'll bring you donuts. <laughs> Dog nuts. Sorry. Dog nuts. Uh, and we're more talking about uh, them getting sick. Yes. Yeah. And their health concerns. Yeah. We're in a pandemic. Although Trump, got Trump did get COVID-19 and his body reacted gloriously to it. It's better than anyone ever. <laughs> exactly. God. The greatest reaction. <laughs> I did I did well. <laughs> it was the best COVID recovery. The best COVID recovery we've ever had. I've seen it. <laughs> it was amazing. They told me about it. They said my blood looked better than anybody else's blood. Ever. After COVID. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that impression just came from. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Uh, good. It wasn't bad. I'm glad. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the next podcast will be interesting. We'll have a new president. Maybe. Well, there may technically, be a baby on the pod, too. Maybe. I'll try to get they won't the start. <laughs> yeah, they don't start until February. Well, yes. you know, we'll find out more who our next president will be, whether it's Trump again or... We'll see... Biden. What the rest of the final season of Earth is like. <laughs> well, if it is Biden, Trump's going to try and force anything through that he wants to get done before he's out. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting when we record next. I think it'll be like the end of West Wing, where like oh, the election God. happened, and then they're like, <laughs> we're doing all this stuff. Over. Fade to black. It's like, now what? Or it's going to be like Independence Day, and the aliens show up and just blow up Oh, by the way, I recently. By watched, the way, we've been watching. <laughs> I recently watched the newest one. It's horrible. That was one of the most garbage movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I still haven't watched it. Don't don't waste your time. So, speaking, but I want to. Speaking Seriously. of garbage movies, we're just going <laughs> to expand this episode a little bit longer. Uh, so Sean Connery recently passed. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. He was ninety years old. He lived a full life. And I come upstairs from my hidey hole in the basement, and these guys are watching Highlander. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... That's a good movie. Uh, you're, you're Thank you, Drew. I love that Thank movie. That's a, that's a garbage movie. <laughs> I love that movie. When they could have picked, I don't know, any of the James Bond movies, uh, The Rock, Indiana Jones, The Untouchables, and they're watching Highlander. <laughs> Was he in U571? No. He was in The Hunt for Red October. Yeah, Hunt for Red October. Same movie. <laughs> Pretty much. But the better one. Hunt for October was better. Yeah. It was. All these fantastic Sean Connery movies, and you pick Highlander. Then you watch The Avengers, the 1998 film that has nothing to do with the Marvel ones. Dude, that movie is fucking glorious. Garbage. I love that movie. Garbage. You're so wrong. I it, uh, I think it had been The one like... with Ralph Fiennes? Yes. And him? Yeah. That movie's so good. And Uma so, so Yeah, dude. Love so that movie. literally watching there, Tim joins us like 15 minutes in, and I look over at him, I go, I forgot how ridiculous this <laughs> movie was. <laughs> the teddy bear costumes. <laughs> like yeah. like I, the first time, the, the only other time I'd watched this movie, I think I was like eight, nine years old, my dad went out and bought it, <sighs> and we watched it. And that was the only time prior to last night of me watching it i was like really yeah i was oh, like okay. holy shit i forgot how ridiculous this movie is god it's horrible but it's i mean it's it's like turbulence 3 like on that level yeah yeah so i bought turbulence 3 
<laughs> Excellent. And we're going to have to watch that. Yup. It's uh, the best worst movie ever. I, th- I think it might be a Halloween movie, too. It's like Attack well, of the Killers, yeah. Tomatoes. Well, that was the other thing about Highlander, because it's a Halloween movie, technically. It says Halloween once. Yeah, so. <laughs> it was relevant. It had Sean Connery. They reference Halloween, so it was touching on two things yesterday. Uh, I mean, just remember, there can only be one. At least Die Hard takes place on Christmas. Yes. Just saying. I've only seen the first Die Hard once. It's so good. The first and third one are really good. I love Se- the third one, though. The second one, it's, you can uh, it was a, miss it. Which one's that? With a vengeance? It's, no, no. It's, that's just Die Hard 2, okay. and it's in the airport. Yeah, I've never seen that one. Which yeah, actually is right before Christmas as well. Yeah, it's just not good. Die Hard 3 with a vengeance is uh, the one with Samuel L. Jackson. That's right. Which was fantastic. That was really good. Uh, Live Free, Die Hard. I that's, like that, that one too. Not bad, yeah. It's it's not as good as the other ones, but I liked it. No, um, uh, it was over the and top. And then what was it? Live free, die harder. I don't. The know. last one that that's one. abysmal. Don't watch it. <laughs> Just don't. Like, were they in Russia in that one? Yep. Yeah. And his son's there. Yeah, because he has a son. They wanted to do a prequel. Just called McLean, and like, show him being a cop in New York. Yeah, and I was like, huh. Did they already do that, and they called it Die Hard Three? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was suspended in Die Hard Three. No, I know. So and I'm saying, like that was him being a cop. He would just be New like York. a street cop. <laughs> yeah, it's like a street cop. <laughs> no action, nothing happens. Just him walking around downtown, occasionally working behind a desk, writing some reports. <laughs> yeah, writing tickets. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it sounds awful. Yeah. I don't have any other final thoughts. Um, love you. Uh, stay tuned for more crazy stuff with us. Pray for me as I deal with anxiety. Pray for all of us as we deal with the rest of 2020. And anxiety. And that anxiety. Hey, we want your anxiety with more anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> with an extra side of anxiety. <laughs> That's 2020 in a nutshell. Anxiety with a side of anxiety. Oh, you want your anxiety with a global pandemic? Great. (laughs) Uh, Go to the website betweenalphaomega.com. I'll probably be writing more. Look for that. Go to our contact form. You can contact us anytime if you want to talk to us or, you know, want to be on the show if you want to are so far inclined or something. You want to come hang out? Yeah. Be on the pod couch. We always make lunch beforehand. If you want to scream at me, that's fine. Yeah, if you just want a whole episode where you cuss out Drew, we can have that. Yeah, yeah, just I'm down for that. And like, I'll sit back. I'll, you can have my seat in the couch. And we I'll can even watch. have a debate. A debate? A debate. Sure, why not? Uh, I always love new content on the shows. Not just four white guys talking on the couch. Wait, you guys are white? <laughs> no, fuck that. Uh, fuck I'll be white. trying to get more guests on the show. Remember our sponsor, kind of, Esker.com, E-K-S-T-E-R.com. Exter. TF5 is a promo code. You can get an extra 5% of the, of the, uh, the 20%. You get a discount. <laughs> you get a discount if you do that. If you like the wallet, you get a discount. You get a further discount from the 20% uh, TF5. 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 It's an awesome wallet. 
uh, gives me a little bit more money so I can dump more into the show. That'd Oof. be great. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.